0: in times of universal deceit truth is the only rebellion left hey folks i have something a little bit different for you in the days ahead i'm going on vacation and therefore i will be away from the microphone for approximately eight days so what i've done is i've gone back and identified the eight most popular episodes of the rebellion to repost as the best of so happy 4th of july and i look forward to rejoining you live On July 12th. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Today's show is the second installment of a two-part series sharing with you a debate I've had on social media with one of my former students concerning Dr. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul's position on natural immunity and the COVID vaccine, and my former student's response. I'll share this and more on today's rebellion. I'm Dr. Ever Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to Today's Rebellion. All right, all of you know that yesterday I shared with you a social media exchange I had with one of my former students named Brian. The context of that exchange was Senator Rand Paul's recent declaration that he will not get the COVID-19 vaccinations because he has natural immunity. Why does he have natural immunity? Because he's already had the virus. He's already had the disease. He's one of the first public officials that came down with COVID-19. And as the result of that, because he's a metal, medical doctor, excuse me, he's an ophthalmologist. He has a degree from medical school. He has MD behind his name. He understands. How natural immunity occurs. Your body builds up antibodies as a result of having a virus and therefore those antibodies fight off any subsequent attack from that virus. The question is how long does that last and is that more effective than the COVID-19 vaccines that are being promoted right now? Dr. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, sees no evidence that the vaccines are more effective and he has said that he will not get vaccinated until he sees further evidence he's not an anti-vaxxer he doesn't hold the line that vaccines are a bad thing i'm assuming he's probably probably been vaccinated for something else other in his life for example maybe polio maybe the polio vaccine maybe measles maybe mumps rubella i don't know i also don't believe that he has refused to get his children vaccinated. So that's not his position. It's not that he doesn't believe in vaccinations. It's that he sees no evidence at this point that the COVID-19 vaccines are actually more effective than the natural immunity that he already has because of having the disease several months earlier. That's Dr. Rand Paul's position. Now, you know I shared with you a debate that took place on Facebook with one of my former students who's named Brian. He is a graduate of the college that I was the president of, and he is a pharmacy student at the University of Texas right now. I shared with you the beginning of that exchange, but I didn't share the whole thing with you. And what I'd like to do is share the conclusion of that debate, or at least the rest of that debate as much as we have time for today, because I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting, not just because of the COVID-19 vaccination debate and natural immunity and whether or not that's better than the vaccine or the vaccine is better than natural immunity. That's one issue. But as I've said, I'm not a scientist. I have no degree in science, so I'm not pretending that I'm the expert in sharing those answers with you, those conclusions with you. Actually, Brian has more education in the sciences, the hard sciences, than I do. And he's quick to point that out. The interesting thing is he doesn't have as much education as Dr. Rand Paul has, and he's challenging Rand Paul's conclusions. He's also challenging the National Institute of Health, the NIH report, and he's also challenging some of the CDC's own reports. The thing about this whole debate is it's very confusing. You're getting conflicting, conflicting reports, conflicting claims from people who claim to understand what's going on. You get one medical doctor. His name is Senator Rand Paul. He's saying X. You get this kid who's studying pharmacy at the University of Texas. He's saying Y. You get another medical doctor that agrees with Rand Paul. You get others, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who says, No, you are, you're all wrong. I have superior wisdom to all of you. What do we do? Well, I think what we do is we ask good logical questions and we remain calm and we wait for the answers. And that's what I'm going to share with you in the rest of today's show. What questions I asked of my young critic and what answers I received as I waited. Before we get into the rest of that, remember that if you'd like to subscribe to The Rebellion, and I'm grateful to all of you that have, and I encourage more of you to do so, obviously, go to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper, patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. A few other shameless items of self-promotion here. Don't forget my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. You can purchase that at any bookstore, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Target, Thriftway Books, whatever you choose, whatever bookstore you choose to get your reading material from. Also, remember my bestseller, my national bestseller, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. That's still very pertinent for the debates we're having. In fact, dare I say it was at the front edge of much of this nonsense that's going on with regard to cancel culture. Microaggressions, trigger warnings, safe spaces. And... The millennials, marching forward into American culture and canceling, silencing, expelling everyone they disagree with. That is predicted in not a daycare, the devastating consequences of abandoning truth. Not a daycare, the devastating consequences of abandoning truth. Let's take a break, acknowledge our corporate sponsors, and when I get back, we'll talk more about my debate with Brian with regard to natural immunity. But really, that's just kind of an excuse for him to disagree with me, and I'm going to pull back the curtain and expose his real agenda. I'm Dr. Everett Piper. This is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. I'm not going to belabor the front end of my debate with Brian. I'm going to assume that almost all of you listened to yesterday's show, so you already know that. But bottom line is he disagreed with Rand Paul, and he said so. He said very explicitly that the vaccines would provide superior immunity to the natural immunity that you build up as the result of having the disease in the first place. So Rand Paul is wrong. And his natural immunity is inferior to the immunity that you would get or he would get as a result of the vaccinations. Well, it's interesting because the National Institute for Health, the NIH, as well as other medical profession- professionals, disagree with Brian. And my point was this. How would you know? I asked Brian that. How would you know? What evidence do you have? In fact, by definition, it's impossible for you to have that evidence because the vaccine hasn't been around long enough for you to test it. It's only been around a handful of months, and therefore you have no idea what its effectiveness is beyond the time frame in which it's existed. Oh, you can hypothesize, you can guess, you can extrapolate, and you can make predictions, you can make claims based on your knowledge of how other vaccines have worked. But the bottom line is, all of those are simply predictions based on what other drugs have done, what other treatments have done. You don't know for sure on this one. And again, one of the reasons we don't know is that this was rushed through so quickly, maybe for good reason, but the fact is it was, And it was produced in a different method. At least I'm told by medical professionals that it was produced in a different way than other vaccines. So again, I ask the question, how would you know? Well, Brian has an answer for that. He actually does answer me. And I want you to hear what his answer was. So here it is. You ready? This is his quote. I think one thing you lack, Dr. Piper, is harmony. Yes, that's the word he used. Harmony. I'm going to read his opening sentence one more time. Then listen to what he says thereafter. I think one thing you lack, Dr. Piper, is harmony. You try so hard to be right that you literally push away so many people that have different viewpoints than you have. I saw all of your posts bashing Trump before he was the sole GOP candidate. Hard stop right there you should rightfully be asking a very obvious question right now. And here it is. What the heck does Donald Trump have to do with Rand Paul's medical views, scientific views of natural immunity versus immunity that's derived from a vaccine? What does Donald Trump have to do with that? And what does Donald Trump have to do with me posting an article about that? And what does Donald Trump have to do about my question to Brian, which was How would you know that the immunity derived from the COVID 19 vaccines is better than that which takes place or is derived, is acquired as the result of having the disease in the first place? Natural immunity versus immunity that you get from being vaccinated. Brian, how would you know that these vaccines, which haven't been around very long, are actually superior? So, what's Donald Trump have to do with any of that? Answer, nothing. Zero. Zero. One more time. Donald Trump has nothing to do with any of this. I'm going to go on. I'm going to read more. Again, I saw all of your posts bashing Trump before he was the sole GOP candidate. Yet you quickly overlooked all of this and chose not to speak about it. You you chose not to further those criticisms once he was the GOP nominee. And you turned all of your efforts to looking at all the bad stuff in Hillary and then Joe Biden, while praising Trump for all of his efforts. I never saw a post about you saying how wrong you were about Trump and how wrong he is for this country. Oh my, how the tables turn. And if anticipating what my response would be, he then says this. I know my previous comment is irrelevant to COVID-19, but I'm trying to prove a point that you try so hard to be right and not to admit your own faults or misunderstandings that you drive people away. I don't think Jesus would have been as argumentative as you. Love thy neighbor, even if he has different political or any other types of viewpoints than you. Man, I wish that was a Bible verse. Close quote. Well, What should my response be? Number one, Brian, what do you mean by harmony? What's that word mean to you? Number two, why are you bringing up Donald Trump? What does he have to do with any of this? The answer is nothing. And if you want harmony, then let's stick to the topic. That might be the harmonious thing to do. And with regard to your What would Jesus do? Comment there. Frankly, Brian, there we have it. The ubiquitous millennial trump card of love. I think you might want to consider the biblical definition of this word before we go any further. And when you do so, I think you're going to discover that biblical love is not synonymous with affirmation, tolerance, or enablement. Frankly, it's the opposite. The Lord disciplines those he loves. And yes, by the way, that is a Bible verse. Brian's response? This is his quote. Thanks for proving my point on your need, he capitalizes that, to be right and win any conversation. Now, isn't it interesting? I think it's obvious that this is a self-refuting position on Brian's part. He's criticizing me and my need to be right while he proceeds to demonstrate or to argue that he's right. So he's saying you're wrong for wanting to be right, and I'm right in criticizing you and telling you that you're wrong in your efforts to be right. Does this kind of smack of a dog chasing its tail to you? Well, it should because he's doing the very thing he is being critical of. He's arguing that he's right, and he's condemning others who argue that they're right. (sighs) But rather than chasing ourselves around the barn several times on this issue, I'm basically responding to Brian and saying this. At this point, let's stick to the point and not keep running down rabbit trails that are irrelevant. The point, again, is... COVID-19 vaccines and immunity versus natural immunity. The point isn't politics, the point isn't Trump, and the point isn't my debate style or yours. The point is to look at the facts and stop the non-sequiturs and the implied ad hominems. Brian, you don't answer the question. I'm going to ask it again. NIH says natural immunity can last for years, up to 12 years. What evidence do you have that COVID-19 vaccines are better? It's a very simple question. Trump has nothing to do with that. My need to be right or your need to be right has nothing to do with that. So again, the question is, what evidence... Do you have the COVID nineteen vaccines are better than natural immunity that's been built up as the result of having the disease, surviving it, and having antibodies as the result? You know what his answer is? This is a quote. Says the thousands of people who have died and the serious morbidity issues of some of the survivors to get that natural immunity. Brian Again, that doesn't answer the question. If someone like Dr. Rand Paul or myself has had COVID-19, what evidence do you have that the vaccine is better than his or my natural immunity? Now, let me answer this for you, Brian, because you refuse to respond to that question. The answer is, you have none. You don't have any evidence because by definition, the vaccine hasn't existed long enough to test that question. It hasn't existed long enough to be tested concerning that question. That is the point. Brian then responds by moving the target again. And he says this. Are you against getting all vaccines or against just getting the COVID-19 vaccine or just getting the vaccine after having COVID-19? Ugh. Brian, <laughs> jeez, Where I personally stand on vaccines or the COVID-19 vaccine is irrelevant. It has nothing to do with the post in question or this thread, again, Again and again, the question is, what evidence do you have that the COVID-19 vaccines have better and longer-lasting immunity outcomes than the natural immunity that Dr. Rand Paul is referencing? And again, your answer has to be zero, simply because the COVID-19 vaccines, by definition, have not been around long enough to be tested and to know that is the singular point here and all your other comments are off point that is the point now why have i shared all of this with you why have i taken an entire broadcast you may be thinking well you shouldn't well the reason i have is because obviously i'm frustrated with this former student i'm wondering what did he learn about logic and reason what did he learn about debate? He is obviously a very bright person. He has a degree in science and he's been admitted into pharmacy school and he will be a pharmacist, pharmacist, I assume, in a very short order. I'm not suggesting that he's not intelligent. What I am suggesting is that he's totally oblivious to the self-refuting hypocritical nature of the way he's engaging right now. First of all, he refuses to answer the question, even though I ask him over and over again, and I point out over and over again that he's not answering the question. I try to bring him back to the point, and he refuses to go back to the point because he wants to pursue something else. He wants to talk about Donald Trump. He wants to talk about my politics. He wants to suggest that I'm an anti-vaxxer. He wants to make the claim, or at least the implied claim, that somehow because I'm interested in... A logical, reasonable answer to Dr. Rand Paul's question that that makes me unchristlike and unloving. Do you get the point here? This is straight out of freshman 101 Socratic logic. This is rife with fallacies at every turn. Now let's go over fallacies again. A non sequitur is the so what fallacy. The so what fallacy, when somebody brings something up in debate that has nothing to do with the question at hand, the obvious response that you have or the question you have in your mind, if you don't ask it out loud, is, well, so what? And obviously, obviously Donald Trump has nothing to do with this thread, with this post, with this article. With regard to Rand Paul, with regard to natural immunity versus immunity derived from a vaccine, Donald Trump doesn't have anything to do with any of this. It is a textbook non sequitur. So what? By the way, you're wrong about a lot of your assumptions with regard to how I communicated or didn't communicate with regard to Trump. I could spend a whole broadcast clarifying that, but I'm not going to take the bait and run down that rabbit trail because then we'll never get to the real question at hand, and that is, how do you know that vaccines are better than natural immunity? I'm not going to waste my time by responding to your non-sequitur about Donald Trump. I'll do it on my radio show. (laughs) And then the implied ad hominem. Okay, the implied ad hominem is, I'm not going to listen to you because you're a big meanie. You're a bad person. You're an ugly human being. Uh, You're not Christ-like. You're not a Christian. You're pushing people away. All of that is an implied ad hominem. It's calling people names rather than attending to the issue at hand. It's uh, shooting the messenger rather than attending to the message. You don't like the messenger, so shoot him. Well, his message may have been something you should have been listening to, so shooting him may have not been the right thing because now you'll never know. That's a fallacy. So you've got the non sequitur, which is the so what's fallacy, and then you have the ad hominem, which is I don't like the messenger, so I'm not going to attend to the message. It's kind of like uh, when you were kids and you didn't like what somebody was saying, so you plugged your ears and you just said, no, 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 while your ears were plugged because you didn't want to hear what they had to say. That's the implied ad hominem. So you have this particular thread loaded up, just loaded up with Socratic fallacies. Distractions, sleight of hand, running down rabbit trails, implying that because you don't like the person, the message, the words, the post, The article, the writing, the voice of the person isn't worthy of being heard. And then you've got just nonsense, inaccuracy by saying that I've never been critical of Donald Trump. Well, some of you listening to this show right now are uncomfortable because I'm too critical of Donald Trump. Maybe he needs to listen to this show. Maybe he needs to talk to you. As you well know, I've said, thank Donald Trump when he's right, but criticize him when he's wrong. I've made it very clear on this show that I don't like his personal moral baggage. I think it's an embarrassment. I don't like the way he behaves at times when he disagrees with somebody. I mean, my land, if this kid thinks I'm a cervic, then Donald Trump trumps that, no pun intended, in spades. I'm not calling women names. I'm not making fun of someone's looks. Donald Trump did. And those of us who voted for him twice, I am among them, I believe, are responsible for pointing out the fact that he behaved poorly at times. However, what Brian doesn't understand is that that was a distraction. That was a non sequitur of sorts. Because Donald Trump stood for human freedom, and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton didn't. Donald Trump honored the Constitution, the Covenant, and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton didn't. Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton believed in the hierarchy. They believed in government power and imposing that power on all of us underlings that should heed their every beck and call and do what they tell us to do, whether it be wear a mask, socially distance, not go to church, not get communion, stop going to work, take your government check. That's Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. And oh, by the way, here are the pronouns you have to use or we're going to sue you. That's Joe Biden. And Hillary Clinton, and oh by the way, we're going to teach your kids that it's right and just and good for them to cut off functioning organs because they believe that they're females when actually they were born born males, and we're going to celebrate that as if it's a moral good. That's Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump didn't stand for any of that. Donald Trump believed in leaving people alone, letting them make their own decisions, and not forcing them to be vaccinated if they didn't want to be. That was Donald Trump. Donald Trump had a lot of flaws. i pointed out those flaws. But I'm not going to accept this distraction of saying, well, I don't like what you said about Donald Trump five years ago, and I don't like what you haven't said about Donald Trump since. And I'm not going to let that be a distraction to the question, and that is, is Rand Paul right or not? Don't throw all these other distractions in the way and refuse to answer that question. This is the way we need to engage. When somebody is throwing up objections to your views, objections to your posts, when somebody is trying to distract you with their responses, don't let them get away with that. Stay on point and keep asking the question. Don't allow them to distract you with non sequiturs and ad hominems and other fallacies. Just keep going back relentlessly to the point. Ask it over and over again. That's what Jesus did. He said, why do you call me Lord? Whose face is on this coin? Do you want to pick up the stone and throw it? That's what Jesus did. He didn't allow his adversaries to distract him with nonsense. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Fallacies are frankly based on lies. It's a way of lying in a clever fashion. Truth is the way to respond to those fallacies. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.